What is going on, everybody? As you can tell, I'm, uh, I've been pretty sick over the past few days. I actually had the flu last week. I don't feel those symptoms anymore. Now I just have heavy congestion, and you can probably tell. Um, I've actually gotten a lot of looks from people when they hear me talk. They're like, holy shit, you must have COVID. Um, to be honest, I don't think I did. So I just felt like a train ran me over and then I slept for 16 hours last Friday and that's pretty much what I did as well over the weekend. And now I'm back. Today is a holiday. It's a international women's day. So just want to give a quick shout out to all the women in the world. Let's go. Wow, that was the the most energy I've had in my voice in like six days. So you're welcome. Anyway, um, welcome back to the pod. I am making this episode for a couple of reasons. Um, the first reason is that it feels weird that I haven't recorded an episode. And um, I just wanted to get an episode out there. This is like my weekly therapy session, so... I need it. Um, another reason is that I wanted to talk about a topic around habits. And yeah, we'll dive into that. And then another reason is just that I kind of felt um, low today. I'm not going to go into all the details why, but I think it's just really important um, Yeah, to, to be vulnerable and share when I have ups and downs, because if you have ups and downs too, it might, you might not actually, um, feel like there are people that understand what you're going through. And I just want you to know that I'm here. And, um, I also go through ups and downs and you are not alone. And I also want to give a quick shout out to my mom who listens to my podcast and just say thank you for always letting me vent. And really, I appreciate you because, I mean, yeah, you're always there for me. And um, you put up with a lot of, a lot of different ideas that I have. And yeah, I'm always coming to you with like harebrained schemes. So thank you. I, I really can't emphasize enough um, how much you are my rock. And I feel like I'm accepting uh, a speech. Uh, sorry, I'm accepting an award at a at an award ceremony. But yeah, one day I will be accepting awards. So I'm just getting those juices flowing. It's getting ready for that day to come. All right, so let's uh, let's jump straight into it. I don't really have any any plan for this episode. I mean, I, I just kind of outlined um, a couple of topics that I wanted to talk about, but 
just like always, I just let it go straight off the dome because I don't know where this is going to go. It's like any conversation, except I'm the only participant. So, um, where shall we begin? All right. So as I mentioned to you guys, I had the flu last week and the morning that I woke up with the flu, I didn't know that I actually had it. Um, I felt like a little bit off in the morning, but you know, I couldn't tell if it was because the heat was on and maybe I was like stuffy. But once I sat down on my desk, I kind of felt fine. I, I wrote out my affirmations. I wrote out my three journal pages and then I meditated. And when I was done meditating, that's when it really hit me. I had like chills, my body hurt, and I knew I was not going to be working that day. I just felt like shit. So the next morning, I don't really have any more details to share about the that Friday, but the next morning, it really, really hit me. I mean, like it was a little bit worse than Friday. Um, and so when I woke up, you know, I was just super achy, very cold, and I'm looking at my morning routine. And <clears throat> I think I had slept in a little bit longer than normal. So like I've been waking up at five o'clock and I slept in until like eight o'clock or nine o'clock or something on Saturday morning. And that's like way, you know, late in my mind, right? Like by nine o'clock, I'm usually like, even on the weekends, I'm usually working um, on like a side project. So I just sat down on my desk and I went through my morning routine. And honestly, like it wasn't, it didn't feel ideal, but I did it. And I had this thought that the way you know that you've actually developed a habit is that you would do it even if you had the flu. And, you know, when people talk about, you know, doing a habit for 21 days or whatever it is, 21 days, um, 60 days, 90 days, I think that they kind of miss the point a little bit. You know, they're, they're focusing so much on this like arbitrary number or um, they're like, you know, white knuckling it. Like if I can just get to this, then whatever. Uh, but I, I don't really think that that's how I've built any of my habits. And I have really strong habits now. Um, I've printed out my habit tracker for March. And um, I'll just kind of go through them uh, really quickly. But I have affirmations, journaling, and then my morning meditation Um, the affirmations takes me 15 minutes, the journaling takes me 40 to 60 minutes, and the meditation now lasts 30 to 35 minutes or so. So I'm I'm usually looking at over an hour and a half, uh, for my morning routine. And I do that every morning. And because I get up early enough, I have time to still, uh, work a little bit on my side project if I want to, or get started with my full-time job earlier. So the habits after that I have, they're not in order by the way, but um, I would normally go to the gym immediately after meditating, like, well, after walking my dog, and then I would go to the gym. Um, 
And then I have meditate before lunch. For me, that's like something that I've actually come to realize recently um, is that I'm no longer drinking. I don't do drugs. I'm not, you know, doing any, I'm not engaging in any behavior right now that I would say is addictive. Like, I, like not to, you know, overshare, sorry guys, but like I'm not watching porn. I'm not, I guess I should apologize to my mom, not like the, not my friends that listen to this. Um, but I'm not like, I haven't, you know, really been engaging in any addictive behaviors probably since last year like August for drinking. Um, I don't eat, I don't eat meat anymore. I don't eat like gluten anymore. I don't, I don't touch dairy. Um, well, I have touched dairy. That's the only one that I have really like kind of flip-flopped between, but I don't like seek it out. And sugar I haven't had in like six months, um, added sugar, anything like that. And then I guess the first question that you might have is what about fruit? It's a little bit different. Fruit has fiber, it has nutrients, and as long as I eat it in its like natural form, then it's fine. But I'm also pretty careful about the fruits that I eat. Um, like I personally, like if I have a banana, I'll want to eat like 60. Uh, so I, I avoid them. But I really like apples. I just find that they're, you know, the for me, like the perfect fruit or strawberries are also really good. Um, but I like fruits in general. I also like vegetables. Okay. Anyway, stop ganging up on me. So I realized like, I don't, I haven't been engaging in addictive behaviors in a long time or so I thought, but recently I have been eating, like I've been binging essentially. And I didn't realize it because I guess like I just didn't know what the signs were. Um, but I listened to a podcast the other day with Lewis Howes or I listened to Lewis Howes' podcast and he had a guest on who was talking about food addiction. And the way that she described it was so like on point. She was talking about how when she was in her teenage years, she was using crack and meth and she was also engaging in prostitution. And when she was 20, she got sober and she actually turned her life around completely, went to community college for a year, and then graduated from the University of California, Berkeley, uh, which for my European friends that listen to this, it's a really good school. Um, and when she got clean from drugs, she actually started uh, to use food as a way of like scratching that itch. And, you know, she was like, like going to the store, getting like a ton of snacks, like an insane amount on a nightly basis. And just like, you know, stuffing her face and then smoking a cigarette and then coming back inside and stuffing her face and smoking a cigarette. And, you know, she mentioned something that resonated with me, which was that, first of all, she said it was harder for her to quit eating um, in like, in that kind of way than it was for her to stop smoking crack and meth and whatever. And I agree. First of all, I mean, it's harder to stop eating. You can't just like, you know, stop eating food. Um, unless you're like doing a hunger strike or 
fasting or something. So every single time that you have the choice of making a, f- a food choice, you know, if you're not careful, you might actually end up um, falling back into those old patterns. And like for me, I mean, I, I joked about it, but like if I actually think about it, it was just me straight up binging, like going to the grocery store, getting a bag of chips, getting soup, um, getting cheese, uh, getting French fries, you know, and just like making all of this shit at once and then just like gorging myself essentially. And she said that there's like, I mean, she's a, uh, what is it called? Like a, I want to say neurologist, but she studied neuroscience and, and she was talking about how like there's this phenomena that they've observed in people that binge where they actually get hungrier the more that they eat because they are really just confusing their bodies. Like, you know, your body has those normal uh, regulators that try to warn you when you're getting full so that you don't gorge yourself. But somebody who's like constantly gorging themselves, they've just like confused their body to the point where they just continue to get hungrier and hungrier, which is why I have added for this month meal prepping as one of the habits um, to make sure that I don't fall into a bad situation. Um, so yeah. And then I, I also have like waiting until 12 o'clock to check YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, texts, personal email. And then, you know, I have this thing that I've been working on with my coach, uh, just like taking up more space in public, not to sound, you know, um, it's not to be, oh shit, today's already Wednesday. I had no idea what day it was. I'm looking at my sheet. I got to fill this in for yesterday still. But anyway, I'm just taking up space and I'm not doing it in like an obnoxious way. I just feel like I sometimes tend to um, play a little small, if you will. So that is, those are like my routines and I go through them every single day. And, you know, for the ones that are new, I've highlighted them blue. And for the old ones, they're the same. So the reason that I bring this up is I think it's very easy when life is not ideal for these habits to fall under the, under the, um, to, to be swept under the rug and not for me because I've actually made them now like bulletproof habits. But I think, you know, when we talk about how to create them, when these common, um, articles that you'll read, will say like, if you can white knuckle it for 30 days, you'll get to the point. It's like, well, some of my habits are actually because I watched a documentary. Um, like, you know, my, my decision to stop eating sugar, it's not the first time that I stopped eating sugar. I stopped in 20, I stopped originally in 20, 2015. And I only did it for like a month or two. I think I stopped eating sugar. And then I did it again for like almost two years in 2019. And then I'm doing it now again for six months. The documentary was called Fed Up. I really do recommend it. Um, I mean, it was powerful enough for me to stop eating sugar. Uh, The reason I stopped eating meat was um, a documentary called What the Health. I highly recommend that as well. Uh, The reason I stopped eating gluten was that it made me feel like shit. 
But then I did watch Forks Over Knives, and I, I highly recommend it. Um, and that, you know, also encouraged me to eat more whole foods, although I will admit that with all the binging and all that kind of stuff, like I definitely fell off of the whole foods. But today I ate actually two very well-balanced meals. Um, I made the cardinal sin of going to WeWork without having packed a lunch, somehow just expecting that I, I don't know, would like find something healthy. Um, But it's International Women's Day. Um, and that's why like a lot of restaurants are closed. So I ended up somehow like not finding a restaurant. Uh, and that was great because I had a call at one o'clock. So I headed home and I made myself a really nice curry. And then I did the same thing at seven o'clock or six o'clock whenever I ate dinner. Um, okay. I don't know. Oh, documentaries. Right. So people will talk about like white knuckling. It's like, well, if you have a strong enough why, I don't think you need to white knuckle anything. You know, sometimes if you watch something and it really unsettles you or it calls you, then, you know, that can be the motivation that you need to stop engaging in that behavior. Oh no. My battery is at one bar. This is scary. Let's see if if this episode will survive. I'm actually kind of worried, to be honest with you, if you couldn't tell. Dang, we're already halfway through. I think I have more batteries, but that would be such a shitty way for this episode to end. I just run out of batteries and all the grocery stores are closed because it's International Women's Day. Anyway, that was me doing um horns. Okay. So, yeah, I I don't think that anyone should try to do habits that they don't have a reason for doing. I mean, like, if you're just, you know, going to start journaling because you think it's a good idea, I don't know that it's, I mean, you should try it, don't get me wrong, and see how it makes you feel, and like, get over, like, in the beginning, you know, don't go for three pages, just go for like, writing, writing stuff down. Um, you know, for me, like I started off just writing a page and then, uh, someone told me that I should look at the artist's way book and I didn't, but I did take away the three, three pages a day practice. And I've been doing that now since April, 2021. So, um, you know, as someone that journals every day and really almost never misses a day, if I do, I'm like unhappy about it. I can just say like the reason I continue to to journal is like I got so much from it. But if I don't get something from it, I stop doing it. I still put it on the list though if it's something that I want to try. And you'll see like all my habit trackers will have um, habits that I no longer have. And you'll be able to see, you know, the amount of times that I've done the habit. But if I didn't find value in it, I usually stopped. And I did the same with the the brain download or the brain dump, whatever you want to call it, where I would just like write down like a bunch of, you know, thoughts that are on the top of my mind. Um, the reason I I stopped doing it is just that the journaling makes so much more sense, um, for me. I mean, I get most of those thoughts out during journaling anyway. So if you want to develop habits 
that you can, that you want to do, even when you're extremely sick. I highly recommend thinking through why you would want to pick up a certain habit. Um, For people that want to wake up early in the morning, the reason that I think it's such an effective habit is that you just have the peace and quiet before other people get up. It's a really powerful tool that you can use to get some of the um, more creative work done, if that's how you work. If you're better in the morning than you are in the evening, uh, it's a you know good time to work out, but it really does set the tone for the rest of the day. Um, but you know it can be difficult. Like if you have a partner, for instance, that doesn't um, agree with that, is not a morning person, that's really tough. So I would say just you know keep that in mind. What else? Um, you know, obviously there's a ton of different. Uh, ways that you could structure a morning. I used to read in the morning before work, um, mostly on my commute to the office when I was living in New York. I love reading in the morning, uh, but I do find that having another person's voice in my head before I've meditated just throws me off a little bit. It's almost like I haven't really even established my own voice. And then, you know, some author is putting their thoughts into my head. So I always recommend, you know, having some kind of mindfulness practice in the morning and meditation is part of my mindfulness practice for sure. Okay. So, um, now that I'm podcasting while sick, I wanted to just like kind of switch gears a little bit because what's interesting that I've noticed is that, you know, I've, I've had some days from meditating um, in the past like week that have been quite profound. And, you know, even this morning, like I had this like crazy thing happen after I was done meditating. My, my mouth was just in a, in a perpetual smile. It felt like it was just like being like sprung by like, you know, rubber bands that were being like pulled above my, above my ears or something. And it wasn't that I was even like, I wasn't smiling with my eyes. It was just like, I was just, I've never had a, a a pleasant resting, resting face. I always have the resting bitch face. Um, but today it was just like walking around and I'm just unable to lower my mouth into a frown. And I've been really working on myself and trying to, you know, figure out what it is that I want out of my life and what steps I'll take to get there. And even though I've been doing so much work and I, I've been putting in work since my last relationship ended, it's something that I always do is like, well, it's a habit that I developed. It's like, I do I don't know what you would call it. Kind of like, <laughs> I, I don't want to make it sound like it's like a business. Like I'm, I'm not approaching this like it's a business, but kind of like a post-mortem, you know, like what went wrong and how, how do I address, you know, these, these triggers in the future so that I don't run into the same situation again. And I did that with my uh, girlfriend 
from New York, and I've done this in my last relationship as well. And what's crazy to me is the fact that like, you know, it's been like five or six months since my last relationship ended. And sometimes I still do find myself like, you know, reliving some things emotionally. And, you know, it's caused me to have some like ups and downs. Um, Cause it's kind of confusing, right? Like when relationships end, you know, things can get messy. There can just be like, things that you wanted to say, things you wish you didn't. Um, but it it's all final. It's kind of just like, all right, there's nothing you can do to change it. Just keep moving forward. Um, and even though I've been doing the work on myself, I do find that like residually, you know, feelings and stuff come back and it's not, it's not pleasant. Um, and I guess that's like part of the reason that today I was feeling like a little bit low and, when I was, you know, when I'm sick in general, like, especially on Friday and Saturday, it's like, holy shit, all I wanted was to be in a relationship and have someone, uh, to cuddle and like watch a movie with. (laughs) I know it sounds kind of sad, but that's like one of the best parts of being in a relationship is like when you just have this person that's with you that, you know, you can just like wrap your arms around and um and enjoy a nice movie with now the parts that i don't necessarily enjoy about it being in a relationship um have to do mostly with the fact that i'm um, extremely ambitious i am pretty fixed in a lot of my routines and that is not the easiest thing like i think if i had the choice if I was, you know, looking into the future and able to choose the wife of my dreams, I actually did. <laughs> I I actually took Dr. Joe Dispenza's advice the other day. Um, he was talking about uh, what you, you know, what you want in your next person, you should become. So I wrote down like all of these things uh, that I would want in my ideal person. And, you know, a lot of it is stuff that I do. But sometimes, like some of it is stuff that I want out of the other person, but I don't have in myself. So like a few things that I have here is like someone who's patient because sometimes I'm really not. I'm actually an extremely impatient person at times. Um, I can be, I should say. Uh, Someone who's not an enabler. So I also tend to sometimes be an enabler, especially if it forwards my own agenda. Like if I want to eat junk food and the other person's on a diet, I'm pretty persuasive about, you know, getting what I want and getting the kind of food that I want. So ideally I would, you know, flip that and not be an enabler myself so that when I find someone who's also not an enabler, it doesn't feel like it's a double standard that I'm pushing onto the other person. And a few other things that I put like with stars, meaning that it's something that I would like to work on in myself, um, giving warm, loving, consistent, financially prudent, supportive, selfless, not fussy, fine with alone time, good communication and solid boundary setting. Now, if you know me super well, you'll think to yourself, well, don't you have a lot of these things? you're a really loving guy. It's true. I am a loving person, but you know, 
there's always room for improvement. And, um, you know, even with giving, right? It's like, there's a difference between someone who gives someone on the street who's going through a really tough time um, a euro or two euros and someone who dedicates their entire life to building houses for the underprivileged. I mean, it's a spectrum. And I would just like to get more to a point where I feel more connected with people in a way that I'm just giving as much as I can. And obviously it's not like purely one-sided. I'm also benefiting from giving my time and my attention to other people. It's a very nice feeling and you can see the results. So, you know, these are some things that I would like in my ideal person. And, um, this is the kind of like work that I try to do on myself after a relationship ends because I don't want to find myself in the same situation again, thinking to myself, huh, this looks really familiar. I don't know why, but something tells me I've been here before. So, you know, with my uh, girlfriend from New York, my my work that I did was um, pretty much like writing out blog posts, but on a piece of paper. So like kind of just going through the entire exercise of writing a blog article, what I learned in my last relationship and then outlining it and then filling it in. Um, With my last relationship, it was mostly just journal entries and just like trying to figure out where things went wrong. You know, in my case, oh, sorry for, for that sound of paper. In my case though, I definitely tend to be stubborn um, and I've had friends say to me that, you know, it feels like things need to be my way or they're not going to happen. And I would agree with them that that's something that I do. And it's something that I'm working on. I just want to become more flexible and more virtuous where, you know, you can kind of guarantee that if I say something, I'm going to do it exactly the way that I said I was going to do it at exactly the right time. And that I like am true to my word and yeah, that I have like strong moral character. But that's the thing, right? Like that's the interesting thing um, with personal development in general is that even if you have some of these skills or have some of these traits, again, it's a spectrum. So, you know, there's never really going to be a period where you're going to say, oh, I'm extremely virtuous now. Like I don't need to try anymore. It's like, well, if you just stop being virtuous, then eventually you'll stop behaving that way. And then you'll lose your reputation for being virtuous or like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like a lot of these have to do with like interpersonal relationships, which is something that I'm trying to work on, trying to do a better job there. All right. So, um, (laughs) it's going to be an exciting year. I know it. I can feel it. And, you know, hopefully this year is going to be the first year that I go to Asia and I go to mainland Africa because I've been to Mauritius, which is technically Africa, um, and go to South America as well. And like, I just want to see the world. And, you know, there are so many fears that I've had, um, that have like held me back from doing things. I've mentioned on here that like one of my fears is like jumping out of a plane with a parachute. Another fear is like a roller coaster. But you know, there are other fears too, right? Like things that are not the kinds of fears that keep you up at night. Um, at least they don't go like, boom, and then you um, you don't jump from them. 
but going up to random people, making an ass out of myself. Well, I do that all the time, but making an ass out of myself in a way that I can't control. Like I can't control the reaction. Like I'm totally a fan of like the class clown vibes and I've done it my entire life. But what's cool about being a class clown is that you can always control the message. But if I like walked outside wearing boxer shorts and, you know, tall socks and flip-flops and nothing else, and it was the middle of winter, I don't really get to control how things are perceived. I don't really get to set the narrative. So it would most likely just be an extremely uncomfortable situation for me and probably everyone. And I would most likely end up on YouTube and that would not be ideal, at least not in that way. So there's a lot that I'm trying to get through this year. And if you also have stuff that you're working through, I just want you to know that, you know, it never stops and it's not, it's not a race. It's just, it's about like taking little steps all the time forward. Just making sure that you don't beat yourself up too much because I'm, I've been guilty of that in the past. You know, no one has given me a beating more than I've given myself. Wow, that kind of sounded sexual. I mean, I guess it wasn't going to sound sexual, but, you know, it's very easy to be your own biggest critic. And if you're not on your side, it's going to be a tough existence for you because, you know, if you can't trust yourself, who can you trust? So I hope that this was somewhat coherent and also helpful. And yeah, I um it was really a pleasure to to be able to, you know, get my thoughts out there again. And to just say that we're all human beings on this earth and you know everyone is valuable. Everyone has a story to tell. Um being vulnerable is just like such a beautiful to me at least, such a beautiful aspect of being alive because I don't really care uh, about telling, you know, you can ask me anything and I'll pretty much tell you the answer, even if it's public. Um, And the reason for that is like, one day I'm not going to be on this earth and neither are you. So who am I trying to like fool? Like, what's the purpose? Um, I would rather just like not have to lie about things and just, you know, get to live my truth and hopefully I'll attract the other people out there that also agree with that mindset. Cause you can't, you can't win everybody over, you know, there's out of my eight listeners, you know, there might be one of you guys that just listens, but you're a hater. You're a hater and that's okay. That's okay. I'm surprised that Spotify doesn't have comments yet. I feel like that would be like the natural, uh, a natural next step you know, especially for podcasts where you'd be able to write at a certain timestamp, like, dude, you suck, but it hasn't happened yet. I've actually only gotten a lot of love and I really appreciate it. Um, from all of you guys that are listening to this, thank you so much. Um, I hope that this was a good use of your time. And the next time that you hear my voice, it will be a little bit clearer. So wishing you a great international women's day and a good rest of your week as well. If you have goals, if you're working on something interesting, if you have a product that you want me to review, 
if you have a website that you want me to give you feedback on, if there's something exciting happening in your life and you just want to share it with me, you can do that. I would actually love to help you in any way that I can. And I also love good stories. So if you're, you know, down to tell me, oh, especially raunchy stories. If you have any raunchy stories that you want to tell me, I'm your guy. Um, But also for (laughs) any of the other things I mentioned as well. All right, everybody, I'm wishing you the best and we'll talk in the next. See ya.